So I used to volunteer for this wonderful organization in downtown Portland called Door to Grace. And they were the only faith-based organization that helped young girls who were getting out of sex trafficking in the Portland area. And there were other efforts that were not faith-based. This was the only one that was faith-based. So I did a little volunteering with them, learned about them when I was volunteering actually for two police departments for the domestic violence team there. So in the course of volunteering for Door to Grace, they had a certain training that they would have us go through, several really. Um, but there was one training that I went through um, that was called Love and Logic. And it was something that they taught to parents as well as volunteers. And I took notes there and many of their ideas I thought carried a lot of wisdom and I wanted to share some of them with you. I mean, because we all want the children that we love to do the right things for the right reasons, right? And when they don't, I mean, anger and empty promises, empty warnings and threats, it just, it doesn't help. What does heal hearts and help kids do the right thing for the right reason? I think they shared some valuable things here. Human relationships that feel safe and build trust. I mean, that's that was the, really the emphasis. And how is that trust built? So here are some ideas about building trust within the relationships that you have with your children. And, and probably also this applies to just young people in your life, whether it's grandchildren, nieces, nephews, other young people with whom you have influence. Here's some great ideas. They suggested showing genuine interest, putting down your project, you know, your eyes light up when they walk in the room. Just body language that says, I like being around you. Giving full attention, zeroing in, hearing them genuinely and letting them know that they are important. You know, maybe noticing things about them, giving them opportunities to express themselves, saying the things that we notice and casually moving on. So empathizing with them by hurting with them. And that was all in kind of the category of taking a genuine interest. That seems priority number one to me. They also suggested help them get their needs met appropriately in ways that are not self-destructive. You know, maybe maybe they just don't have the creativity to figure out how to get those social needs met in ways that don't hurt them. Uh, another suggestion, give opportunities to discover and do the productive things that interest them. Help them feel valued by depending on them for contributing to the physical maintenance of the home. Let them choose a deadline for the assigned chore. If the chore does not meet the deadline, rejoice in the opportunity to teach cause and effect. You know, you can say something like, oh, I did your job when you didn't meet the deadline and now I'll not be doing the driving to take you to XYZ and because I use that energy doing your work. Good suggestion. Also, maintaining a high credit score, quote unquote. That means like being trustworthy doing what we say we're gonna do that makes for a high credibility score imagining what it is like to be in her, his or her shoes helping the child realize that it's his or her own job to make themselves behave wow that's the goal of parenting isn't it it is his or her own job to make themselves behave self-government that's what we're looking for as parents 
helping them choose their own self-talk words to have ready during conflict to de-escalate themselves, such as, I know I can do this. Being more sad for them than mad when they've made a poor choice. After conflict, giving them more time and space and less stimulus. Because when emotion is up, cognition is down. During conflict, saying something like, I like you too much to argue with you. When working toward resolution after emotion has abated. Letting them wonder a while about how their choice is going to affect their life is great for brain maturity. Stay calm in the heat of the moment. Delay consequences until you have time to think about it. A lot of smart people live here. We will figure it out, you could say. Preventing their loss of dignity or causing the child to feel hated during conflict. Teaching cause and effect by asking the child after damage is done, how are you planning on solving your problem? Realizing restitution is restorative. Have the child come up with their own consequences and de-escalation techniques. Share control of the consequences so more responsibility to behave rests on the child. Consequences that solve a problem they caused is the preferred consequence. Bracing yourself as a parent for resistance. Don't believe the I don't care statements that deny that the consequences stung. Considering what may really be the deeper cause of mysteriously high levels of negative emotion. Maybe ask later, what was that all about? When we speak about him or her telling success stories rather than war stories to the people around us. Not giving up until the miracle happens. You may not see it, but then again, maybe someday he or she will come back. I'm praying for your efforts in parenting. Hardest job on the planet. And I made my share of mistakes. And I'm praying that God will make fruitful your efforts. And that these ideas from the training that I received at Door to Grace on a class called Love and Logic. I hope these thoughts help you today in your labor of love parenting the souls of your children.